Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Do you really want to know? It might make you uncomfortable and even sound a little crazy. But if I tell you, you can't go back to sleep. Here's the truth. You're under attack. We all are. Our children, our families, our communities. The saddest part is, they're only successful because we refuse to pay attention. For centuries, even millennia, they've conspired in the shadows and worked behind the scenes and hidden the truth behind cascading waves of lies and distractions. Can we be victorious? Oh, yeah. The fusion cell. I'll be your warrior guide, retired Green Beret Master Sergeant Jeremy Brown, with former Police Sergeant Jen. Do we have all the answers? Absolutely not. But together, we'll find them. Now, wake up. We've got work to do. Putting it extra loud so Jeremy can hear it. (laughs) And the reason why is because I found that on Spotify today. It's actually called The Fusion Cell. That's the name of the song. So I thought that was kind of cool. So, now they're probably going to charge us money now. (laughs) Oh, man. I have been battling trolls all day, even though, you know, Jeremy gave me some tips on how to deal with these people. I'm trying to approach it, you know, I would say... What would Jesus do in this situation? Because I can think of a lot of terrible insults, but you know, that's not a good argument. Do I even want to argue with these people at the end of the day? You know, it's not really important. It's taking time away from hanging out with my wife and my animals. So, and actually and doing some actual work for the fusion cell. So I'm just going to stop doing that. And, you know, maybe just block people a little bit more because they are relentless. They'll just keep, no, going don't and going. block them. You know you don't have to respond to them. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. Look, if, if we block and we censor the stupid people and we don't know who they are, where they are, or what they're saying, or what they're planning, okay? It, True. They don't help themselves when they talk, so don't prevent them from talking. We mm-hmm. want them to talk. I want all the people that support the Palestinians to identify themselves, okay? I want all the people who believe that the vaccine is going to prevent you from COVID, but yet you still wear a mask. I want to identify those people, all right? One, so I can drive in the, on the other side of the lane away from them in case they die suddenly, mm-hmm. right? But they're morons, and I want to know who all the morons on the planet are so that I can stay away from them, okay, so that my life isn't brought down. I mean, so you, you do we have should, a point. We should, we should encourage more stupid people to talk so that they can be identified and avoided. I, I will say that Sedition Hunters did post a story that didn't come across my feed today. Um, which is something we'll talk about real quick tonight when when you're ready, Jeremy. If there's anything else you want to bring up before I I'm ready, that. let's go. Okay. So, you know, un- unfortunately, we have four California men. This is from AP News. Four California men linked to three percenters militia 
convicted of conspiracy in the January 6th case. So this is a ever widening uh, seditious conspiracy case here. Uh, conspiracy and obstruction. Let's see. We've got, uh, they're from Temecula. And uh, if there's anything else important to say here. Uh, okay. Well, AP is saying the three percenters militia movement refers to the myth that only 3% of Americans fought in the revolutionary war against the British. They were charged in 2021 alongside Alan Hostetter, a former California police chief, right-wing activist and vocal critic of COVID-19 restrictions, who was convicted in July How in a separate he? exactly convicted in July in a separate trial. Another one of their co-defendants, Russell Taylor, pleaded guilty in April to a conspiracy charge. So, okay, this is what I was looking for. Uh, Taylor posted that he created the group for quote unquote fighters who were expected to bring weaponry and body armor with them to Washington on January 6th. According to prosecutors, they drove cross country together days before the riot. Uh, Warner entered the Capitol through a broken window. Martinez was wearing a tactical vest and Kinnison was wearing a gas mask. They joined rioters on the Capitol's upper West Terrace, according to the indictment. Melee, who is also wearing a tactical vest, pro proclaimed storm the Capitol in a selfie style video on the stairs of the building. So uh, I had well, never heard I of mean, them. They had the guys yelling storm the Capitol and then, the, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, don't, I do think it's interesting that you haven't heard very much about the three percenters because right. the three percenters were... Uh, linked to, I think, the three percenters, the, the, the Michigan Wolverines or whatever, the, the subset name was basically an offshoot of the three percenters. So it's like once they got bust, the FBI got busted setting up the whole Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot, they they didn't highlight the three percenters nearly as much as they did the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys in the mm -hmm. January 6th thing. But I, look, I'm just glad that the FBI is out there making us safe, you know. Uh, you know, uh, Representative Ken Buck, you know, he gets he gets up there and praises the FBI because without the FBI, we'd all be dead, apparently. And uh, I'm just glad to know that with all the things going on in this world today, yeah. that the FBI is protecting us from the Well, Way to go, guys. Also, all these, like I said, these trolls on, on Twitter that they really celebrate Anybody who's involved in January 6th, when anything negative happens to them, they just love it, right? Yeah, because they're all a bunch of fucking mental. Oh, sorry. Did I use the F word? I, no, I apologize. One of those nights. Um, they're mentally deranged, okay? Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, somebody says all the seditious conners or whatever their stupid little name is, right? Oh, they're doxing people. Dox me. Please, look, I, I love the idea of trolls, okay? Like Jen, they don't frustrate me. I, 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 it, it's like, um, like in a superhero movie where you see all the electric, uh, beams coming, the electric, uh, the lightning bolts going yes. into the superhero and he's like getting stronger. <laughs> That's what trolls do for me. Like, I love it. In fact, when I it's ran for Congress, I would just sit there for hours on Facebook and just go back and forth with trolls. And it was hilarious. 
So sedition hunting, I, you know, I'll give a thousand dollars to any seditious hunter who can verify that they are a member of seditious hunter to come on and allow Jen with her newly found expert interview skills give you all the time in the world that you want. Even though I haven't cleared this with Jen or asked her permission, I'm delegating out her time and her life to to any seditious hunter who wants to come on the fusion cell and say anything they want. Well, censor them. I won't even be on the line to respond to their idiocy. We'll let them just spout anything they want, anything, and they'll get a thousand dollars in their pocket from the Jeremy Brown Defense Fund. All they have to do is verify that they're actually a real seditious hunter. And don't worry, I know how to do that. Okay, so there's the challenge. Any seditious hunter out there that is willing to come forward, sit down next to Jen, or you can call in, you can Zoom in, you can stream yard in, Jen will figure it out. We will yeah. do everything. We'll bend over backwards. Oh, I'll pay for your plane ticket to fly you in. I would love to have you as a guest on the Fusion Cell because, as I already said, I believe we should allow morons to talk as much as possible because if I was in a combat zone and my enemy wanted to stand in the middle of a field with a bullhorn and talk, I'm going to encourage that because there's so many things that I can do with that. So we should encourage stupid people to keep letting us know who they are. Man. That's a great segue into our next topic. So apparently, uh, if, you, if you are unaware, there is going to be a kill switch in new cars going forward starting in 2026. I know Jeremy was aware of this. I was aware of this. I hope you are too, because they're, they're using the premise of drunk driving being the purpose for having to remotely disable these vehicles. I'm talking about the government disabling your vehicle. You are no longer allowed to drive because of perceived drunk driving slash impaired driving. Okay. And it's very easy to understand what the purpose of this is. You will not be able to flee from police because that erratic driving is going to shut the car down. Okay, now I'm not advocating for people running away from the police. I'm just telling you, uh, our you have one minute left. freedom to at least do so is slowly uh, sliding away. Anyway, the point is, uh, Thomas Massey brought a tried to amend this bill, and uh, it failed. So he has the roll call here of who voted for and against it, and I'm going to post that in the chat, and I'll also post it down below. But if you have any questions of who's voting for and against, we have it right here. All right. Well, let me call back because I have a, some comments to make about this. Of course. Uh, yes. The caller has hung up. Yeah, so I'm putting this in the, in the comments and in the chat. Uh, this is really scary, just so you know. You know, obviously, as a as a police officer, wasn't too long ago. Of course, I want to catch that person. Okay, um, but there are a lot of reasons right now. Police are really restricted in the manners 
in which they can do so. For example, you know, the more legal trouble you get into chasing someone, a department gets into trouble, um, the more they're going to restrict the officers from being able to chase. And that means on foot or in a car. A lot of times, from my experience, chasing someone is a car. You have to have, I mean, it's changed over the years um, from when, when I had first started. So at this point, this person has to be wanted for a violent felony. That would be the warrant. Or you have probable cause to believe that they just committed a violent felony. Or uh, domestic violence. As a private number to accept this free call, press one to refuse this free call. Thank you for using Secure us. You may start the conversation now. All right. All right. So the kill switch on the cause. Yeah. Right. This is this is incrementalism at work. Okay. Incrementalism is always conducted using false predicates. Right. And of course, nobody is for drunk driving. We're all against that. We all support mad and bad and sad and all the other drunk driving groups. Right. Because that's an easy win, right? It's like it's like uh, RICO charges to get drug dealers, and now they're being used against anyone who questions the election, right? This is how incrementalism works. You introduce the false predicate that everyone will agree with, right? This is what they're trying to do with gun violence, and now tying gun violence to mental health, tying the mental health to the false flag in order to enact a silent, gun ban, right? You just won't realize it because you're like, yeah, of course, crazy people. See, your idea of mental health is different than their idea of mental health, right? So when you hear mental health people shouldn't have guns, you're like, yeah, crazy people shouldn't have guns. Ah, but see, that's not what mental health red flag, that's not that's not the prerequisites for red flags, right? Anyone who they say has a mental would be Falling, right? And so this is exactly what you see here. Uh, oh, we're using this for drunk driving, except they've also floated the idea under another incremental false predicate of COVID lockdowns. And then what did you hear after COVID lockdowns? Well, oh my God, you know what we noticed? That carbon output decreased during these clock. Maybe we need to have climate lockdowns, right? And then maybe we need to have 15-minute cities, and that's where we tie in the kill switch, right? Because, see, now that we have cars that are all electric, all equipped with kill switches, now we can say, oh, it's a climate, uh, there will be a climate crisis meter, right? Just like the terrorist alert meter, right? It's uh, the terrorist threat red today. Oh, red, oh. Soon, we will get the climate crisis meter. Oh, today on the climate crisis meter, oh, it's a nine. Uh, No driving. We got to get that carbon footprint down. I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And this is just one more example of it's coming through our elected officials. You see, members of Congress passed that law, and I'm using my air quotations here, right? Because they we all know because we've read um, Article 6, Paragraph 2 of the U.S. Constitution, and we know that actual law must be in pursuance 
to the Constitution, right? So uh, they passed these fake laws, this color of law, because ultimately they want ultimate control. It's why the CBDC has already been approved, signed, executive ordered, uh, is being tested, right? Because they want a digital currency because then they can program that currency and they can say, you're not allowed to buy guns, you're not allowed to buy more food, you're not allowed to buy chicken, you're not allowed to buy this, you're not allowed to buy that. Uh, They'll be able to say, oh, we're going to give you universal basic income, but it's going to expire, so you've got to spend it by the end of the month. Why? Because remember, fiat currency only survives, or fake fiat currency debt system only survives because of velocity of money. Meaning, if these fake dollars aren't exchanging hands, it could collapse their system. Well, what better thing than to put time expiration on your money? Yeah. So you'll get get your free money from the government. And these programs have already been proposed. Some have already been implemented. In fact, COVID was a big test for that, where they'll be able to say, well, you get $2,000 a month free. You get $3,000 a month free from the government, but you only have 30 days to spend it. You can't save it. Because why? Because... Jen, did you hear? We're going to own nothing, but we're going to be happy. You see, money is property. And I, and I made this uh, argument, the constitutional argument, that money is property as well as speech uh, during one of the uh, hearings in this case. Right? Yeah. And so you can't keep money. You can't save money. That's property, and you're not supposed to own anything because then you won't be happy. And see, this is just one more example of government overreach. And see, I told Jen that I was probably going to launch it to Tyree. So here we go. It was just, it just came out yesterday. I want to talk about this yesterday, but Jim Jordan uncovered, again, I'm using my Air Force stations, right? Because it's not uncovered. Everyone knows about it already. But, oh, let's just deal with it, right? Makes for a good news story. Uh, Jim Jordan has uncovered the unholy alliance between the Department of Homeland Security, big tech, and some manufactured uh, group called the EIP, the Election Integrity Project, which was basically a bunch of academia, uh, compromised academia, that all got together, and guess what they were doing? They were working together to censor Americans who questioned the election. Because, you know, that's part of election integrity. I mean, you can't have an, you can't have integrity within the election if people are running around looking into things and questioning things. No, 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 no. We, we have to make sure that those, and guess who some of the people that were being censored? Uh, the President of the United States. Mm, the imagine that. Uh, mainstream conservative media head, uh, conservative talk shows, anyone who was like, wait a minute, how can we have 140% voter turnout? Yeah, those people, they were being censored in conjunction with the Department of Homeland Security, Big Tech and this conglomerate of academia, right? 
Hanifer was involved with a bunch of other, you know, it, it, it's the same old characters. I'm sure John Hopkins was in there somewhere, right? Because John Hopkins is involved in everything. But let me just point out to you, how old, Jen, do you know how old the Department of Homeland Security is? No, but I can see. It's about 20. You see, the Department of Homeland Security did not exist until until John Ashcroft proposed it as the, oh my gosh, 9-11 happened. And it was the first thing since the last stage event to get us into a war, which was Pearl Harbor. And so we must have an all-powerful con- uh, conglomerate umbrella agency, but it's not an agency. Now it's a cabinet-level department, right, under the executive branch, the Department of Homeland Security. It was funny because Department of Homeland Security agents are actually opcon to the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force, even though the FBI is a subservient. Yeah, never mind, right? But regardless, the Department of Homeland Security is only 22 years old. How did we survive as a republic? For over 200 years, with numerous wars and world wars and invasions, right? Without the Department of Homeland Security. Well, obviously, we don't need the Department of Homeland Security. But there's an interesting piece of predictive programming, which I love to always talk about. In the movie, Children of Men, which (laughs) um, is a movie about a vaccine for a flu-like virus that basically sterilizes all the women so nobody has kids anymore. All the schools are grown, the weeds are overgrown, no more swings because there's no more kids, right? So this is the basis, the plot line of the movie. And and this one girl actually gets pregnant. So the, the heroes of the movie are trying to move this pregnant girl who has the first baby in like decades to safety because she's like a, a but guess what? They get captured and they get taken to this camp, like a re-education camp. Guess what the sign above the entrance of this camp said? Hmm. What did it say? Do you know, Jen? No, I forgot. Department of Homeland Security. Yes, ladies oh. and gentlemen, there you have it. They love to use the Department of Homeland Security to round you up and put you in concentration camps if you do things like have babies, which we know that they hate to do, as evidenced by last night's election. So the bottom line is uh, our Congress is not our friends, right? Because they're the ones passing all these things. They're the Hold ones on, Jeremy, I got to tell you. The- What's that? I, I got to tell you something. Just so, just so you're talking about the Department of Homeland Security started November 25th, 2002. Children of Men came out in 2006. So just four years yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Children of Men is probably based off a book. And yes. I'm pretty sure I've seen Department of Homeland Security in other dystopic movies as well. Yeah. Right. So, so the wait, bottom line is this. Wait, let me tell you. The novel came out in 1992, but the film is set in the year 2027. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That would correspond with John Hopkins' exercise as far as pandemic uh, 2528. But anyway, let's not get sidetracked. These compromised puppets in Congress are responsible for all these things. 
And what made me think about this additionally is right now, uh, I'm, I'm blessed with the ability to listen to controlled conservative opposition, uh, controlled opposition conservative radio because the only radio station I have up there is in County and the Fox affiliate. And Rick Scott is running an ad on the radio right now. And the ad is fabulous. It makes me want to say, yeah, Rick Scott, except I know who Rick Scott is, right? And so once again, a politician talking about all these problems and how we can't tell if a woman's a woman and men are pregnant and all this stuff. And he, he even says cowboy up. I'm not aware of Rick Scott being a cowboy, so I don't know why I would use that phrase. Hey, whatever. Maybe it's focus group well. But my point is, is that they're all a bunch of frauds. Rick Scott is a fraud, okay? He's in the Senate. He's been, look, when I ran for Congress, one of the things I wanted to do was just you know, walk around with the last 100 votes of my opponent and be like, this is what my opponent voted for. But see, they don't know one's ever going to do that. You're not going to look up what Rick Scott just voted for, all the omnibus bills and all the uh, spending and all the pork barrels came to Florida, but yet he's going to run an ad talking about the $33 trillion deficit of which he voted for. So these guys, and, and, and Jim Jordan as well, but yet I hear all day long, oh, uh, Congress is doing great. All these hearings, oh, yeah, I don't know if you heard this, but subpoenas were issued today. Oh, wow. If they were Democrats, they would have issued indictments. So we have to wake up because these people are our friends. Look, the way it works is the global elite controllers control the heads of the corporations, of which there aren't that many corporations that run pretty much everything. There's a really cool poster that breaks it down real good, and you'll see basically every corporation that you've ever heard of in your whole life is really only owned by like six corporations. And people can say all day long, that's conspiracy theory. But look, I read through the Wall Street Journal, and I look up investment data on companies. And yeah, it's true, right? Every company that you think you know is actually just owned by the same six companies, okay? And see, these corporations are what make up the donor class, right? Because all of these different subsidiary companies, they all donate too, even though they're all actually part of the same big corporation. See, you only have to control a few people to really control the whole world. And so we talked about how the donors are more important because, see, all they need to do is run TV. One minute left. Like Rick Scott's radio ad. See, that Rick Scott's radio ad is meant to appeal to the dumb version of Jeremy, right? You know, the Jeremy that loves America but isn't smart enough to see through his lies. Right, that only hears the radio ad and goes, Oh, I like that ad. I'm going to go for them. Right? That's why donors are important because see, most of the people that vote aren't smart and don't pay attention and don't know what the hell is going on. And so all they have to do is hear an ad and they go, I like that, Rick Scott. I heard his ad on the radio. He said, Cowboy up. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cowboy up and vote for him. Except. He's the guy voting for all the stuff that he's complaining about. It's infuriating. So let's move on. When I call back. Okay. The caller has hung up.
All right, let's take a quick look at this. I found this while he was talking. And uh, it's the illusion of choice, right? Hopefully you can see that. Um, television and film, all of the Paramount, MTV, it's all together. HD net movie, things I've never even heard of. CBS, of course, BET, all the different kinds of Showtime, um, Nickelodeon, which apparently, if you break that down in Latin, has something to do with Satan. It's great. Um, print, video games, internet, and some more television and film. More print and video games. Oh, these are all broken down by who owns them. Okay. So it's all really a large network of the same. Warner Brothers down there. So, but we know this. We know that this is occurring. That's why a lot of us don't watch mainstream anything anymore. Even watching Netflix is hard to watch. An incarcerated individual at Citrus County, Florida. It's owned this call is just like private. any one of these others. It will be recorded and maybe monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept this free call, press. One, to refuse this brief. Thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. Hello? Hey. Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Hello? I can uh, hear right, you. Okay, no. All right. You know what? I think we might just have to put a moratorium on Jen bringing up politicians because <laughs> it just sends me in to this rant frizzy, a frenzy. And, I, and I'm not done. Okay. So... Look, remember I told you that uh, I told you the story to Steve Meckler, right? And how he just, every meeting, he goes in and he just pesters the crap out of them. Why? Because what politicians expect you to do is show up to their fundraisers, ask them softball questions like, what are you going to do about all this woke stuff? Or what are you going to do about this? Or, and, and when you ask, a closed-in question like that, well, the politician simply says whatever it is that he now knows what you want to hear. It's kind of like when you're buying a house, right? When you're buying, when you're looking for a house, you're never supposed to allow your wife or you or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever. Let's not get into the pronoun stuff, right? <laughs> you're never supposed to say anywhere within earshot of the real estate agent this is the one. I love this house. I've got to have it. Same thing with negotiating for a car, right? You never let them know that you love it because then right there, they got you, right? You should never let a politician know what you think. Your questions should be open-ended fact-finding questions, meaning a question in a way that they cannot tell what you think. And I'm going to tell the story. And I wish, uh, for some reason, the guy's name is, is slipping my mind. But I, when I ran for U.S. Congress, I would just show up at places, right? Because I'm not an actual politician. So I don't have my people call their people and coordinate so that when I show up, everyone has their pom-poms out. I like to show up unannounced. I used to spy on my chauffeurs in my limousine company. Why? Because that's how you find out how people really are. Okay, and so I showed up at I believe it was a Val Rico Republican Club meeting one night, 
And so I show up, and they thought, oh, you're doing that. Yes, yeah, not. Oh, you're the U.S. congressional candidate, right? But yeah. see, they had scheduled a state rep to speak that night. Oh, I just remembered his name. But you know what? I'm, I'm not going to throw him under the bus because I kind of felt sorry for the guy. Okay. But anyway, this guy was supposed to be. And, like, and everyone is like, because remember, we've created this environment where, ooh, a U.S. congressman is more important than a state rep when it's actually the exact opposite. So by my presence being there, they were like, Oh, would you like to speak? Would you like to do it? And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's fine. I'm just here to meet everybody. You know, I'll listen, I'll listen to, you know, politician X, you know, give his speech, right? So I sit in the back of the room with my girlfriend and people are coming up and, you know, at these Republican clubs, see, these are all the like sycophantic political like animals, right? Like they're all super hyper focused and they're all Republican with us. They Republican all the time. Like they, they wake up a Republican. They Republican all day long, right? And so they're coming up. Oh, we're so excited! You're going to do great. Of course, I'm not going to do great. Nobody knows who the hell I am. But anyway, I'm sitting in the back of the room, and the gentleman gets up and he speaks, and then he makes the mistake of opening the floor for questions with me in the room, because see, everyone else is going to ask that question. That closed in, this is what I believe, tell me what I want to hear type of question. See, I went to U.S. Army recruiting school, and I know how open-ended fact-finding questions work. I've interrogated people uh, who tried to kill me and my men. And so I know how open-ended fact-finding questions work. And so I simply asked the young man, I said, what is your stance on red flag law? That was my question. Mm-hmm. What's your stance on that? I didn't say red flag laws sure have been saving our community. What do you think about them? Right? Yeah. What is your stance? And because it wasn't a closed in show my cards type of question, he literally spent a few minutes hitting and hawing. He did not know how to politically answer the question. Why? Because he has no principle. He had no principle stance. What he should have said is they're completely unconstitutional. And the first opportunity I get in Tallahassee, I'm going to demand that they be repealed. But instead, he didn't give that answer because he didn't know if I had a kid at Parkland and I was an anti-gun guy. He didn't know if I was a 20-year Green Beret who is a fervent you know, guy who believes that the Second Amendment means exactly what it says. And so he hid and he hauled and he embarrassed himself so much that once his little question and answer was over, instead of standing around and shaking hands, because I tried to go up and engage him later, he hauled. He got out of there, <laughs> right? Just like what I said Steve Meckler did to Gus Bilirakis until Gus Bilirakis finally came and visited me at the job. The only member of Congress to actually visit me. So I will give him that. And he wrote a very nice letter of leniency. But has he done anything? I don't know. I haven't seen anything. And so therefore, he should continue to be peppered with open-ended fact-finding questions. Right? And so this is what we have to do. We have to hold these politicians accountable for their actions 
not just listening to their words. And if we don't do it, then we're going to keep putting these same clowns in Congress, and they're going to keep passing the same unconstitutional laws, and we're going to keep being damaged by these laws. And that leads me to the election last night. The election last night is one more indicator to everyone that our elections are completely and utterly worthless, right? There's no one in America that believes that the country is still evenly divided. I mean, even the dumbest of dumb Democrats knows that they're paying more for gas than they were under Trump, that they're paying more for groceries, right? That everything is all screwed up, right? And yet we're to believe that the Democrat Party made electoral gains. Basically, the Republicans got their butts handed to them. The only win they got was in Mississippi, which hasn't elected the Democrat in like two decades, okay? It's an indicator that just like I've been telling people all along, the elections aren't rigged to gain the power. They're rigged they're to demonstrate that they have the power. You see, the saying of it doesn't matter who votes, it matters who counts the vote. Well, that saying in itself means that you already have the power of counting the vote, meaning you're in control. Now they openly flaunt that they're in control by elections like last night, where both houses of the Virginia legislature uh, uh, went blue. One was already blue. The other one was controlled by the Republicans after uh, Youngkin, whatever his name is, uh, won. And they regained in that last one. But hey, guess what? Because the Democrats have done so good in the last two years, Democrat policies have been so productive and so beneficial to the American people, and more importantly, the people of Virginia, that people rushed out to put the Democrats back in power because these last two years of divided government with the Republican death, well, that's just been a nightmare for Virginians, right? That's what we're supposed to believe. That's what the radio pundits will tell us. It's the political reality. But the reality is that these elections aren't real. Do you really think that Ohio, which is like blood red, is just filled with Republicans that believe babies should be murdered? They're the only Republicans in the entire country that believe babies should be murdered? So much so that they, they put the idea that killing babies is somehow health care into their constitution? Do you honestly believe that? You realize that if you believe the numbers of 1.5 million babies murdered every year in America, you know how many women there are in America? Jen, do you have any idea? No, I don't. But I can look it well, up. It's probably over 100 million women, right? Let's just say that each of those baby murders was committed by only one woman. So there were 1.5 million individual baby murders. Uh, That's less than 1% of all women in America. And we're supposed to believe that that voting block is so powerful that women are so desirous to, instead of actually making their choice, uh, before they let the guy impregnate them, because ladies and gentlemen, that's how babies are made. 
you, you in 99% of the cases, uh, the woman and the man come to some type of emotional or physical agreement to engage in sexual intercourse, and the man impregnates the woman. That's how babies are made. I'm, I'm sorry. If I should have warned you if your kids are listening. Well, uh, I don't know for how much longer. They're going to be made in pods pretty <laughs> soon. Well, I mean, they're trying desperately, right? But then where are they going to get all their baby parts for all their mad science experiments, right? But baby murder is eugenics. Planned Parenthood was founded by Margaret Sanger, who founded Planned Parenthood to eradicate blacks and imbeciles, okay? And so are we to believe that there are so many racist eugenicists in America that in a time of war and economic strife and no true political divide. I mean, everyone is pretty much mad. I mean, look at all the numbers. Like Biden is atrocious. They can't even make up holes to even come close to covering his incompetence. Right? But we're supposed to believe that the issue of abortion is so important that in legitimate elections, it took the day. It won the day. And they want us to believe that because all the pundits all day long were like, oh, my God, Republicans really got to stop telling us to murder babies because it's going to cost them. And we all know that the only thing Republicans care about is their jobs and winning elections. So if some controlled conservative media talk show host says, you've got to stop saying stop murdering the babies, well, then they'll do it. See, this is all part of the psychological programming. It is mind control through lies. Look, I heard a story this morning, mind control. Oh, October was the hottest month ever on the entire planet, even though uh, we haven't been keeping records of temperatures for that long. But we all know that it's hot. And it's the fifth month in a row of the hottest month ever on the planet, which is very likely going to make this the hottest year ever on the planet. Does, it, does it feel like um, that? Yeah. Does it just feel no. like that or is that actual? <laughs> it's a lie. Because the <laughs> I then went outside and practically froze because it was cold outside in Florida. Right? This is dominance and it is how the mind control works and so with that said we're going to do a little exercise in mind control when we come back and jim's got it all queued up and i'm going to do i'm going to give you some special forces training and then once we're done with that we might actually get to a little bit of ted gunderson because all my notes for ranting uh are expired so let me call back We'll do the special forces training and we'll see how well you can follow instructions according to a special forces standard. So Jen, let me call back and we'll get get to that. The caller has hung up. All right, let's take a look at this. Um, Just to give you guys a heads up tomorrow. So today came out Steve Baker came out with a video and article part two on Harry Dunn and the big fraud 
that is Harry Dunn, the big liar, the perjurer. Okay. Um, so we're going to watch that short video tomorrow. In addition to Lara Logan's part one of Ray Epps, which came out last Friday. She said that part two is going to be coming out this week. So we anticipate either Thursday or Friday, but we want to make sure we get it in um, at least this week, part one. So if you haven't already seen it, don't worry. We'll watch it. And there is video in there caller. that um, I'm not sure if anybody's seen before. I know I hadn't. And they spoke about that during the County, Florida. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept this free call, press 1. To refuse this free, thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. Hi, uh, Jane. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So, I'm going to give you a very brief segment of Special Forces training in how to to very strictly follow instructions. And if you pass, I will make you an honorary Green Beret for the next 24 hours. But then it'll expire because, again, this is only a brief training exercise. So I can't just give away honorary Green Beret status uh, all the time. So Jen has a video, all right? And when she plays this video, what you're going to see is a bunch of people standing pretty much in a circle. And as they're standing in the circle, they're going to pass a basketball. Okay. Now I want, all I want you to do is count how many times the basketball is touched by different people in a pack. Okay. So now listen to my instructions because remember, this is an exercise in how well you follow instructions. This is a, a Special Forces level exercise that every Sergeant First Class go in Special Forces goes through in the Advanced Non-Commissioned Officers Course, all right? You're going to simply focus on how many times you see the basketball change hands, all right? And count, count to yourself because Jim's going to ask you how many times, okay? How many passes do you register? Are, are, is everybody ready? Jim, can yes. you hear them all in unison? all across America sounding off with yes. They're so excited. I can't Crowd. hear you. Oh, I'm just kidding. All right, Jim. Crowd's going wild. Play the video. Got some, got some passes going on. Hey, don't distract them. They're focusing. Sorry. Now, Jen, I can't see the video. You're going to have to prompt me when it gets to the. How it says, how many passes did you count? Okay. So everyone was paying very close attention because you're trying desperately to win your honorary Green Beret. All right. So, Jen, go on. Okay. Everybody yell out in your in your household. Wake up your husband or your or your kids with your, your loud and thunderous number. But did you see the gorilla?
So it said there were 15 passes, but did you see the gorilla? Okay. It, who got 15? Did anybody get it right? Okay. But who saw the gorilla? Jen? Came in 10 did you said, see the gorilla? Came in 10 said she saw the gorilla. PS34 was counted 38 or 39 passes. PS34, did you see the gorilla? <laughs> or Manasu? Let's see what they say. Sometimes it's delayed. All right. So what I just did there is I conducted a little experiment in mind control. You see, I was focusing you on counting the basketball passes. And many of you, if you're being honest, very likely had no idea that during the passing of the basketball, a person in the gorilla suit walks into the center of the circle and waves. Jen, are you playing the video so they can see the gorilla? Yes, they saw it. They showed it in the second portion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, if you saw the gorilla, congratulations, you must be a trained observer. Because in my ANOC class, my advanced non-commissioned officers course class, uh, only about half the class saw the gorilla. The other half were too busy focusing on the basketball. And this goes back to my point yesterday about Ted Gunderson and people who are trained observers will see things that others won't see naturally. Why? Because we're just, our mind is honed to that, right? Mm -hmm. And so congratulations for those of you who saw the gorilla. That means that you're observing. You were probably counting basketballs, and then you were like, well, why is that gorilla in the middle? I can't count the basketball passes because there's a gorilla in the middle, right? But others totally did not see the gorilla at all. And this is the power of having your mind directed in a certain way. And this is what the media does all day long. With war, 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 Trump, 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 Biden, Biden, Biden. By focusing your mind on these topics, you don't actually pay attention to the fact that Congress will refuse to take out the kill switches of your vehicle or whatever other diabolical piece of legislation. So keep that in mind. Try to become more observant so that you can also start to see these patterns of propaganda, of mind control, of false narratives, of, of the bad guys hiding in plain sight. Because, see, this is why in special operations, you're trained to do all these things. Because these are all tactics of warfare. Hiding in plain sight is a real thing. Right? We used to ride around Iraq and Afghanistan in unarmored, regular old little white Toyota sedan. Why? Because we're hiding in plain sight. They're not trying to blow up little white Toyota sedans because they'd be blowing up every single car there is. That's pretty much all that's on the road. That Jenga truck, right? They're trying to blow up up armored Humvees. So we're not in enough armored Humvees, right? Uh, your coalition forces used to drive on the same route every time. And they would say, oh, but we've got route clearance. So you know what the bad guys would do? They would just wait for your route clearance team to drive by and then put the IED knowing that you were mandated to drive on that road by your stupid commander. Well, guess what? In our area, the terrorists built their own roads. Yeah. Why? Because they don't like to get blown up by their own stuff. So they built their own roads. Guess what road we drove on? 
there arose. And so we would go to meetings and the coalition would be like, how did y'all get here so fast? We'd be like, oh, we took that road. They're like, well, that's the terrorist road. And we'd say, exactly. That's why we're special forces and you're just regular forces. See, these are all things that we have to now start doing because see, you are having special forces war doctrine applied against you. And so you had better start learning to pick up on these little nuanced things or else you're going to be running around spouting, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. I don't care what that 28-year uh, FBI agent says or that 20-year Army Green Beret says. What do they know? I work at UPS. You know, this is the world that we live in, folks. And so... Without yeah. further ado, let's hear some more Ted Gunderson. Or Unless we, Jen has something to say, but normally I don't let her talk. <laughs> I was just going to say, you're completely shunning <laughs> um, ideas out or because of who it's coming from or what your preconceived notions are already. Just like, you know, what we're talking about right now, bringing Ted Gunderson, uh, his speech in and the quote unquote conspiracy theories he's talking about, the craziness of it. Um, I was in my little Twitter feuds today. I was showing, putting out the Steve Baker, Harry Dunn, you know, video and, and, uh, putting out actual facts out there. And one person said, well, I'm not even going to look at that because I don't like the blaze. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> if you, and I mean, you know what, what did our good old Russian friend say about that? Useful what idiots. did Yuri say? Oh yeah, Yuri said it Yuri said you could literally drag them into the concentration camp. Yep. And they still wouldn't believe you. Right? That's right. And this is what we're up against, right? But yes. see, deep down inside, there will be a moment in everybody's life where they realize the truth. It might be one second before the strike of the hammer on the primer that launches a bullet through your skull and your dead body falls into the ditch. It might be a week before that and you're able to escape with your family. It might be a year before that and you're able to link up with other like-minded individuals and provide some level of security with their, on your, your own neighborhood. But everybody yeah. at, at some point is going to learn the truth. Right. So I say all the time, you don't have to believe it. Doesn't change the fact whether it's true or not. That's right. So look, no matter how crazy the theory is, I listen to it. Why? Because in every single version, because remember, there's a lot of disinformation that's put out there. There's a lot of conspiracies that are covered with slight variations of the conspiracy so that they can intentionally say, ah, that's ridiculous. That's a conspiracy theory. Exactly. The FBI has done it in this trial. In fact, the FBI, this is a perfect example. The FBI and the DOJ in my trial attempted to plant disinformation in a crazy conspiracy as if it was my conspiracy, right? They tried to say, Mr. Brown thinks that Agent Lindsay and Agent Err are the ones that put those grenades in there because they were mad at him because he was calling them fat and making fun of them on a podcast. 
Now, that's totally absurd, right? Why is the, why is the DOJ prosecutor making up such an absurd variation of what I'm actually saying? Well, the reason is because they can't say that what I'm actually saying isn't true. They have, it's like patent law, right? You can have very similar products or very similar recipes, right? But there has to be slight investigation. I think it's like uh, 33% or something like that, or 20% or so. There has to be some variation in order for it to not infringe upon that patent. Well, that's exactly what disinformation and conspiracy theories, which many of them are actually put out to muddy the water for those that are actually uncovering true conspiracy, right? And it is conspiracy theory. I mean, it's a brilliant term. It's a brilliantly uh, crafted term and then created to be derogatory, much like they're making the word militia derogatory by changing the definition, right? This is why Orwell in 1984 uh, focuses on news speak and how they want to dumb down the population and change the meaning of words and basically gaslight the people, right? A conspiracy theory, in fact, in one of my transcripts, the judge really said to the, to the prosecutor, so, so what is your theory of this conspiracy? <laughs> I'm like, isn't that a conspiracy theory? Yes. See, it's not actually a bad term. It simply means, well, I clearly see there's a conspiracy here, but how did the conspiracy, how is it working? I mean, here's a couple of theories. One theory could be that there's three guys involved. Another theory could be that there's 10 guys involved. One theory could be that Kaiser Sose did it all, all by himself, right? And so this is how it works. I mean, this is, it, yeah. so to me, when I hear, the media use the term conspiracy theory, that makes me think there's something going on here, right? Because I know that it's a directed term. It's meant to act as misdirection because, see, the best lies are 95% true. It's the 5% where we'll have to look deep and find where that deviation point is. And then, then we backtrack that, we reverse engineer it like the Chinese do with everything. And then we actually work our way back to the truth. And that's what we're trying to do here. Okay, we're just about to be uh, out of time. All right, go ahead. Oh, wait, did we burn a whole episode? Yes. Yeah, so let's go. Oh, my goodness. All right. I yeah. guess we might have to carry Mr. Gunderson on to next week. Okay. Or we'll expand the show to six hours like it seems like we need to do. <laughs> all day. We could do a 24 hour uh, newscast here. Without all right. Well, we have to stay at one hour at least while I'm in jail because it's too expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll wait till you get out of jail to have that six hour newscast. <laughs> all right. Well, tomorrow we're going to be doing Laura Logan, right? So we'll, yes. we'll pick up with Ted Gunderson, I guess, next week. Sorry for. For rambling on, but I felt like this stuff was important. No, all, all good. All good. All right. Well, we'll see you tomorrow then, Jeremy. All right. And uh, if you're a member of Seditious Hunters out there, I love you. Uh, it's very Jesus like. <laughs> <laughs>
That's right, kind of bye. level I'm trying to get Thank on. you for bye. using Securus. <laughs> Goodbye. The caller has hung up. Thank you for using Securus. Goodbye. I just, you know, trying to do woosaw these days, try to be a little more wise, try to be a little more patient. And um, it was really testing my patience today. Just, I mean, I'm telling you, trolls were coming out of nowhere. And then again, like I told you, when I'm showing them actual facts or pointing to some reality, they just refuse to acknowledge reality. There's a couple people out there that are just misinformed. Um, but the people that really, that I guess maybe I have an extended amount of patience with or try to, uh, are are people that are just very vile and wish nothing but the worst upon their fellow American with, with which they politically disagree. And so that to me just opens up for me to, to not fall into that trap and to be a little nicer, if you will, to them, because there's just really no reason to have that uh, kind of reaction to this is the this is the reason why we're so divided and this is a symptom of being successfully propagandized your two minutes of hate towards trump your tds your two minutes of hate that all that emotion coming forward when you see uh, a political figure or just you know whoever they want you to hate there's a lot of that going on right now with what's going on with this war, right? Just, I think I just told you it was a couple of days ago, uh, maybe it was yesterday, I can't remember, a Jewish man was struck over the head with a megaphone and died right there from a brain aneurysm on the spot. We will see more of this. This is what they want. I really think that they're trying to push us towards major civil disobedience slash possible, um, I would say civil war, but I don't know if there's that. I just, I don't see that becoming kinetic, but I do see just a lot of divisiveness amongst a lot of different groups of people, a lot of vitriol. And we have to combat that internally uh, because thoughts become actions. And so it is difficult. It does test patience. Um, but just knowing, I mean, that's why I try not to block a lot of these people because I'm interested to hear or see what they're looking at, what they're reading. Um, I mean, I follow a few of the sedition hunters because I want to see what they're putting out there. And I, you know, one of them put out that article today about the three percenters. It didn't, didn't come across my newsfeed. So it is what it is. We have to deal with this. How to become more united, though, going forward would take an incredibly strong leader um, that I don't, I don't see. And I don't even know if there's any reconciling that in the near future. So, uh, but we know what the agenda is, as we say. We know what the goal is. We know that they've shortened that time frame. Yeah, Hillary Clinton today, I think she was on The View or one of those uh, insane shows, which they're not getting uh, a contract for next year, thank goodness. 
And she was comparing Trump to Hitler. This is just incredibly, I would say nonsensical, but that's not true because it's with a purpose. Um, so anyways, that's my, that's my advice to you all, uh, when dealing with, with all this is just, man, keep the cool, keep the patience. And the easiest way to do that is have a good understanding of why they think the way they do. Uh, and not saying feel sorry for them, but just under, once you understand that things become more clear as to why they hold those positions. And Yuri Bezmanov, I'm sure, is correct because he's seen it with his own eyes. That you can show them, you can tell them, and they won't believe you even as they're walking into that gas chamber. So that's just something that we have to deal with as we move toward our constitutional republic and away from communism and fascism, which we're quickly sliding toward. But anyway... Uh, it's something that we have to deal with. Okay, let's see who's talking in here. KMN10 gave herself away. She had already seen the gorilla video. Uh, Manasu noticed a being person in the middle, but not that it was a gorilla. Conspiracy theory was originally used around World War One. See, I hadn't heard that. I heard that it came around um, after John F. Kennedy died, but we'll, we'll have to look into that. The history of conspiracy theory, that term. PS34, it's worthwhile every time they want to put us all in prison. That's the Alinsky method. Yes. Yes, that's right. Hillary did her thesis at Wellesley on him. And as far as I know, uh, you know, the common person is not able to even see that thesis. It's under lock and key. And I'm sure for good reason, because if people would read that, then they would know that they're being bamboozled. Anyone who follows, this is a, a clear statement. Anyone who follows Hillary Clinton, you can be sure and that's exactly the kind of person that Yuri Bezmanov is talking about. Her bodyguards are, are dying right and left. She's she had a school for was a school for kids. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Or she was funneling money to one of these schools in, in Haiti, or maybe I'm getting her mixed up with Oprah, but I know that she was involved in one of these things, okay? And they and then come to find out that it all it was all a um children were getting trafficked totally normal, making all those uh, millions of dollars just through speeches and books. Sure. Um, just so many questionable things about the Clintons and especially about Hillary Clinton, but people still follow her very blindly. And you're looking at like ju judge anger on now, whatever you think about Trump, you can like him. You can not like him. What's clear is that this man is being drugged through the judicial system uh, every which way they can, and it's absolutely prejudiced. And for anyone to say that it's not is blind, absolutely blind. You have the uh, Letitia James over here tweeting all day from the trial. You can see her sitting in the courtroom looking extremely happy about what's going on. She comes and does uh, press conferences after to talk about the great things she's doing to Donald Trump. None of this is normal, okay? And none of that is objective. Isn't she the attorney general? Shouldn't she have some objectivity here? No. 
no impartiality, just like the judge Engeron, which Laura Loomer just uh, exposed yesterday that his wife has all this anti-Trump stuff on her Twitter page. Again, not normal. And anybody who says that it is or tries to make an argument that that's okay is you're just plain wrong and you don't understand the way our court system and judicial system are supposed to work. They obviously do not work that way. They are obviously not seeking justice and truth. Okay. That's the problem. PS34 under supporting.com photographers without borders, uh, pictures of Hamas atrocities raise ethical questions. And what do you think about this PS34? I haven't looked at it yet. It's still taking a minute to open. Okay, photographers. Okay. Uh, October 7th, Hamas terrorists were not the only ones who documented the war crimes they had committed during their deadly rampage across southern Israel. Some of their atrocities were captured by Gaza-based photojournalists working for the Associated Press and Reuters news agencies whose early morning presence at the breached border area raises serious ethical questions. Okay, I, this came across my feed today. I saw this for just a second. What were they doing there so early on what would ordinarily have been a quiet Saturday morning? Was it coordinated with Hamas? Did the respectable wire services which published their photos approve of their presence inside enemy territory together with the terrorist infiltrators? Did the photojournalists who freelance for other media like CNN and New York Times notify these outlets? Judging from the pictures of lynching, kidnapping, and storming of an Israeli kibbutz, it seems like the border has been breached, not only physically, but also journalistically. Four names appear on AP's photo credits from the Israel-Gaza border area on October 7th. Hassan Eslaya, I'm going to butcher these names, Youssef Masoud, Ali Mahmoud, and Hatem Ali. Um, Elsaya, a freelancer who walks for, also works for CNN, crossed into Israel, took photos of a burning Israeli tank, and then captured infiltrators entering Kibbutz Kafar Aza. Okay, Honest Reporting has obtained screenshots of his now-removed tweets on X in which he documented himself standing in front of the Israeli tank. He didn't wear a press vest or helmet, and the Arabic caption of this tweet read, live from inside the Gaza Strip settlements. Shortly after the publication of this article, we were alerted to footage of him next to the Israeli tank. In addition, a photo has surfaced showing him with Hamas leader and mastermind of the October 7th massacre. Oh my goodness. This guy's kissing him on the cheek. Yikes. Okay. So this is, yeah. Okay. Just looking at that very quickly, half naked in the locker room photos and Garon took, took himself. Yeah. Um, so just, just reading that very quickly, it's very obvious. And we know that there is no way that attack happened uh, without top Israeli officials knowing about it. I'm not saying they all knew about it, but someone in the know knew that that was happening, okay? There's no way that they didn't. Just as 9-11, they were warned, Pearl Harbor, we were warned. These things are not new. And the purpose, why, why would they do that? Why would they do that to their own people? Because these people are psychopaths. That's why. They are anti-human. They don't care about human life. They think that they're cannon fodder for their larger intentions, 
whatever it is they want. Obviously, they want this war to happen. Obviously, we just gave Hamas $6 billion. Okay. So, all right. PS34 is saying Netanyahu is WEF. Yeah. This, this, all, this is all happening with a purpose. So once you emotionally remove yourself from taking a side, which is what you need to do if you want to have some objective reasoning here, if you really want to realize and try to figure out and be a step ahead of the game and not be sucked into the distraction and the division, then you need to look at it and say, where's the money going? Where did it go? Follow the money. And also, what would the outcome of this be? Why would they want to do that? Why? Why? This is obviously going to get us into a very hot war. Why would that happen? Well, start doing some research and figure it out. Okay. I mean, you can also look to the Bible. When I asked the other day, is the prophecy fulfilling itself or are there people at work making this prophecy come to fruition? I think it was JFK that said there are, there are no coincidences. People are making these things happen. I'm paraphrasing uh, his quote, but it's something similar to that where, I mean, good luck trying to shut the CIA down, right? He got murdered for that. A sitting president got assassinated for realizing what was going on in the CIA and what's going on in the CIA funding drug wars. That's what's going on with the CIA. Okay. Pretending to protect the country on one hand, sliding some money over to the other, looking the other way and another. And throughout all of these things are, that are happening, human trafficking is happening as well. So you can say, oh my goodness, why? how could these leaders do that with Israel? I can't believe it. That sounds so crazy. No, it's not actually that crazy. Human trafficking has been happening for a long time. Okay? It's embedded in the political system. You've heard about these satanic rituals going on. No, it's not so far-fetched anymore, is it? So, I mean, just come on. We We need to think... Now that we know these things, we've come to these realizations. You hear Yuri Bezmanov uh, let you know exactly what he came from, what his role was in unconventional warfare there. You see what Jeremy Brown has experience in in other countries. You see all of his knowledge. And um, where did he learn that from? The United States government. Okay. PS34, why would the U.S. lock up an innocent Jeremy? Yeah. Look at a lot of these political prisoners with J6. That's another thing that's very clear that just um, people don't understand or fail to see or don't want to see. You cannot tell me that these people are getting arrested for trespassing and have their lives turned upside down for friggin' trespassing. And how can you say that that's okay when there's a lot of other people that have done the exact same thing worse, okay? The exact same thing or worse on Capitol grounds. It happened to be on different days, not a day that the Trump rally was occurring, but they did 
terrible things to police officers. They did terrible things in Portland, um, to federal buildings, to secret service members in front of the Capitol. I mean, all kinds of things. So these people say, well, don't do the, don't do the crime. If you can't do the time, like you have uh, a one track mind where you obviously are incapable of thinking critically or of thinking or of having any kind of complex thought. And that's exactly what these people rely on is for you to get emotional, take a side, throw your pom-poms around the air. Yeah. Yeah. F those guys, you know, yay. Pro Palestine. Yay. Israel. No. <laughs> okay. No, you need to think, use your brain. PS 34 Bible first for me thought we pay for all these wars. You're absolutely right. Ben Gurion channel, channel, Chanel, not sure. Red Sea to Med, follow the money, possibly. Yeah. Jeremy recorded the FBI trying to recruit him to spend on the Oath Keepers. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, PS34, yeah, going back to Engeron, half naked in the locker room photos, Engeron took of himself, and he'd been putting those in his high school alumni. Let me know if I'm I'm wrong or right here some kind of alumni association that he was taking these photos of himself. And I mean, they're not cute at all. The guy looks like the, the bad guy from poltergeist too. Okay. And he's taking these photos of his body and putting them in the public sphere. Obviously no idea of, um, what is it? Self-reflection. <laughs> No, no, nobody wants to see that. Mm -mm. And I was surprised actually that he even had a wife, but there she is on Twitter, just talking a lot of shit. Okay. Anyways, um, thank you everybody for being here. Thanks for being part of the fusion cell. Um, we are again tomorrow. We're going to hit that Steve Baker video where he's talking about Harry Dunn. I posted that video on four of Harry Dunn's posts. I hope you saw it. Uh, Lara Logan, also, we're going to hit the Ray Epps video, which, again, very interesting footage there. She interviews Baked Alaska from Alaska. So um, Great to see you guys again, and we'll see you tomorrow. Also, some some tips. I, I forgot to tell you guys yesterday, you know, a, lot of a lot of people are asking, you know, what can I do to help? What can I do? There's uh, on Twitter, if you don't follow us on Twitter yet, um, it's the Fusion Cell at Twitter. Um, there's also a woman there, Trumpertarian. Now, she's been putting out names and phone numbers and I believe emails of Congress people that you can contact, but also regarding Harry Dunn's perjury on the stand, she just put out their internal affairs phone number and email, I believe. So you can make it. Oh, and, and that would also work for Nancy Pelosi's head of security, Agent Lazarus. So uh, I'll I'll get that right. I know I, I put it on my to-do list, but I didn't get the actual number in there. So I'll have that ready for you guys tomorrow so we can actually do some uh, calling people, sending them emails, whatever needs to be done so that these people can be held accountable for their actions.
it'll be hard to to follow that let me tell you because i'm sure they keep all that under wraps but i've also thought about doing a live stream where we're just calling politicians and calling their offices and yeah we can do it together be a little watch party you can call on your own i can call on my own you know we can start at the top of the list bottom of the list whatever uh, but we need to do something so have a wonderful night we'll see you tomorrow be safe until then whatever you do don't do nothing there's a lot of ideas out there we got to get her done have a good night everyone <laughs>